Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. You've asked for him to be back a million times, and he's finally here. Bert Koontz is back. Hashtag Bert from TV. God damn it, man. We love Bert. Um, he's one of our best friends in this world, and uh, we loved having him on the show for, for numerous reasons. Not only is he a great guy, um, but he's fucking hilarious. He's kind. He's probably one of the most generous people I've ever met. Him and his wife, Candace. A lot of people asked, hey, why, why isn't he on the show more? Well, he decided to take his company, Bison Union, which we all know and love. They're now a sponsor on the show, to Wyoming. Um, wanted to, to, to go back to the roots, not, uh, not live and die by, <laughs> by the phone anymore like the rest of us. And it's, it's a fascinating story. So uh, he was down in San Antonio this week, and we thought we'd have him come in and just chat about his life and just chat about what it's like to, to really, really go off the grid and uh, buy a cabin in the woods, essentially. Which is, which, which is what he's done. It's a 100-year-old cabin, I believe. And they're remodeling it. He lives uh, on 20 acres in, in Wyoming with a river in the backyard. And it's just good to have him back on the show. Um, and again, since we're, we're, we're starting with Bert, we're going to start with his company, Bison Union. Uh, they joined the show last month. And we all wear their products. We all love, love Bison Union products. I think you'll love them even more after this episode. Uh, some of the finest hats, uh, Black Rifle Coffee uses a lot of their designs, uh, t-shirts, um, their boots are now sold out. I try to get a pair of boots for Christmas, damn it, but they're sold out, uh, belt buckles, you name it across the board. Uh, it's, it's one of the best apparel companies out there, period. They're going to be doing huge things in 2019, but in the meantime, Go on bisonunion.com, use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off, and get some, get some gear, man. We all wear this shit in real life. Uh, we're huge fans of, of Bison Union, and, uh, uh, and Bert owns it, so it's even better. Uh, next up, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. Obviously, they were our chief sponsor for all of 2018, and they are on for all of 2019 as well. At the top of the show, when the song plays, the little jingle... You'll hear my voice saying, brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com. They're on for all of 2019 as well. Uh, Obviously, Matt, Jared, and Evan own the company, but uh, we wouldn't let them promote it on the show if it wasn't the best coffee in in the biz, and it really is. And the things that these guys are doing that you don't see behind the scenes, uh, if you follow them on Instagram, you, you do. They'll post in their stories occasionally, but every bag of coffee you buy, they're shipping out a coffee, a bag of coffee to, to someone stationed overseas. So go on to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Just buy one bag uh, if, if you're doing something for the holidays. And they're sending a bag overseas uh, for the troops. And look, they got the Freedom Blends. They got uh, Silencer Smooth, Caffeinated as Fuck. You name it. They're all great. Um, their Christmas bags are sold out. Those limited edition ones. Damn it. So those were nice. Uh, but those are gone and their coffee club of the month is the best in the biz. Shows up to your house on the same day of every single month, and they do not miss. Love BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use the promo code Bros 20 
for 20% off at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. GhostBed.com is uh, our favorite mattresses on the planet. Uh, I just bought bought one for a relative for Christmas. Um, Yeah, man. I I don't know where to begin with those guys, man. Uh, They've been here for two years, and it's hard to say day after day how much you love this, this one product in particular, but I, I can't imagine not sleeping on a ghost bed or having these pillows um, in my house. Uh, every time I travel, which is a lot, all of us do, um, we we all say the same thing of, oh, Jesus, man, we wish we had a ghost bed up in these fucking hotels. It's totally true, man. Um, their deals are, are second to none. Right now, they're offering $500 off a bundle package. Uh, if you haven't seen their adjustable bases or the new ghost bed luxes, with the cooling inserts inside, go to their website. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and do it now um, and check it out. Um, with Not only with the deals, with the $500 off and the $300 off for a mattress and free pillows and all that other shit. They have a pay-as-you-go program. 36 months, no interest. I don't know another company that's doing that. Um, a mattress is a, is a big ticket purchase for, for most folks. And... Uh, Man, to have no interest for three years is, is pretty incredible. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for your exclusive deals today. Next up, we got freakerusa.com. That's F R E A K E R USA.com. Love these guys. Love their socks, man. Um, love their bottle sleeves that they're doing for us. You've seen them on Shark Tank. And everybody who writes in who's been getting these for Christmas has, has been like, holy shit, these are the fucking Shark Tank guys. I know these guys. Yes, they are. Um, they have the exclusive license for uh, all of the NFL. They do all the socks for NFL players, the teams, and all collegiate teams as well. As well as they have the exclusive license for Drinking Bros podcast. So, We've got an exclusive line of socks with them with all of our faces on them. Um, they're super comfortable. They were Look, they'd sponsored the Army-Navy game. Everybody who got one was like, holy shit, these are like the greatest socks on the planet. Yeah, uh, look, Freaker's the best in the biz that's doing it, and um, we're, we're grateful that they're, they're on. Because um, we don't really license our images to anybody else, uh, but their bottle sleeves, which fit every single bottle across the board, from Zima to fucking 40s to you know lead slingers, uh, you can even put them on your cock if you want. Use this as a catch rag. Uh, you got Jared's face. You got Matt's on there. Bitch, I operate. You got uh, Instructor Earl. You got Gene Vandenham. And if you look, if you buy a five pack of all of us, including the show one, you get a free one for free. You get a six pack essentially for free. The last two people that ordered it got Donald Trump ones, which is fucking awesome. Uh, go to FreakerUSA.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. These are the ultimate stocking stuffers. You can still get them now. Order right now at FreakerUSA.com. Next up, we've got GrillYourAssOff.com. Coming down the chimney with a little seasoning for Santa's dick and balls. They've got seasonings for chicken, steak, pork, any type of meat on the planet. Uh, look, you're going to buy seasonings from somewhere. You might as well buy them from a veteran-owned company. And grillyourassoff.com is is doing it. They're the best in the biz right now, in my opinion. Me and my wife use this shit every night. We actually use all of these sponsors, by the way. Um, uh, they're the best in the biz doing it. We're huge fans of uh, grillyourassoff.com and their beef jerky second to none. Imagine getting a little jerky in that stocking on Christmas morning. That'd be a nice thing, wouldn't it? 
Uh, go to grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off. While you're there, another stocking stuffer, man, is these Strikeforce boxes. Strikeforceenergy.com is, uh, is got these 10 packs. These 10 packs, perfect for a stocking. Four amazing flavors. Lemon, original, orange, and make America grape again. You know them. They're, they're not new to this. They are fucking true to this program, man. They're with us for the long haul. They always have been. And uh, they get a 750 milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop that you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. Dude, get these 10-pack boxes for, for stocking stuffers. These are fucking great, man. They, they literally go right in there uh, like swimwear. And you don't need to take up space in your wife's fridge with these fucking bulky cans. Kick the cans. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. They have a subscription of the month club as well that is Dynamites. Um, that, that we use for every afternoon for, for crashes and all that shit. Last but not least, talking about GrenadeSoap.com. I feel like you can get all the stocking stuffers for Christmas knocked out on one show on Drinking Bros. I love this soap, dude. We use it all the time. My kid uses this soap. Um, it's made with real gunpowder, so you know it's good. Um, but you can't shoot with it, so you can't, you can't stuff it in a gun and, uh, and actually fire anything. But you can put it right in your ass and clean up for ass-eating season. They also got a taint scrubber on that site. A lot of people just didn't believe it until they went there, and they were like, yo, what the fuck, man? You guys are disgusting. I can't believe there's actually a taint scrubber on the site. There is. I'm sorry. Uh, look, GrenadeSoap.com brings the thunder. You can finally smell like a dude again. You don't have to smell like your wife and use her bullshit body wash. Get a good old-fashioned bar of soap on a rope again. And wash your nethers and feel like a fucking man again, like a Viking. Go to GrenadeSoap.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. Now, let's hop into the show with Mr. Bert Koontz. Oh, man. Whoa. Hey, now. You know what's weird? When you have Bert Koontz on the show, you only need three words. Whoa. Hey, now. And you know you're dealing with a massive television star. People still <laughs> know, way. Bert. People we'll talk still about know. It, but I, I actually got another TV show coming out, so I'm going to give all the drinking bro people that hashtag <laughs> me a big shit sandwich to eat. Now they're, they're not going to know what to do because I actually am going to be Bert from TV again. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> Oh awesome. man, I knew you couldn't stay away. I knew the lore of of TV fame would eventually pull you back in. God, it's so awesome watching myself <laughs> on television. The world misses Burnt Coons on their TV. I know I do. God, I'll tell you, man, just to start, Drinking Bros has to be one of the best communities in the history of the internet Agreed. and podcast. I'm just telling you, man, it, it's... It has been so fun to not be on the show for four or five months because somebody tags every <laughs> fucking thing I do on the internet with, when are you coming back on the podcast? Yeah. But it just, it was just the fact that people are out there listening and paying attention. It's such a good community, and I've been watching it lately. There's been some tragedies that have taken place within the community, and watching you know, 100,000 people come together to help out veterans and, and people that have lost loved ones. Like, anyway, I don't want to get too mushy on you guys because I actually don't even like this fucking podcast. I just do it for the likes and Bison Union. And yeah, yeah, you, you'll walk right out of here, Bert. Uh. I'll walk off this fucking podcast and go to the store and get some canned whipped cream and then go to Perkins and get a pumpkin pie. I don't give a shit. 
I'll sit at home and I'd rather sit at home and do whippets anywhere. And then you guys told me I was going to be on a podcast with all the guys from Black Rifle when it's just me and you, Ross. Like, with, you know, Evan's walking by. He's like, oh, I didn't even know you were going to be down here. Crazy, isn't people, it? Crazy. People don't give a shit about me anymore. Everybody, everybody wonders how this whole shit wagon stays on the air. I'm the only one. I'm the only one left. Jared's you and Dave po- are the glue that holds this shit wagon Jeez. together. Jared's in Great. Puerto Rico. I didn't even know he was going to Puerto Rico. Matt and Evan, I, I see them on Instagram in the woods killing deer and shit. I'm like that, and that, which is rad because I know the meat's going to be tasty, but. Um, there's the show to do and we've got Bert Koontz in town and they were like oh yeah, yeah fuck we'll come back we'll come back in a couple of days what J- Jared though in Puerto Rico I'm watching this like this is a hodgepodge of like Ricky Bobby and <laughs> and 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 what's the guy's Kenny Powers like yeah. what, Jared's more Jared's morphing into a whole new animal I don't like I- we were just talking about that Jared's about I'm going to say six months away to crack in the nut on A-list celebrities, and then shit's going to get super, super weird. Oh, yeah. Not that Travis Pastrana and all the guys he hangs out with aren't A-listers, because they are in my mind, because they're great fucking Well, Travis is. Travis is. But, but, but man, I'm telling you, JT is, he's going to, he's taking that rocket ship to the moon here. I'm telling you, he's about six months away from, from cracking the nut and being, you know, hanging out with OJ Simpson and Pete Rose. Oh, wait a minute. You guys have already done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we haven't gotten OJ. Like we've, Pete Rose has been on a couple of times, but uh, we have not gotten OJ yet. Knock on, knock, knife on wood. Um, but uh, we hope to get him. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. I love it. Was it too soon? No, 22 ne- years never later? never too soon with OJ jokes. Never. Never too soon. <laughs> no, we hope to get OJ on. I think you're right. I think. Like we're we're probably six months away from just calling like you know Tom Hanks and shit like that. But then that's what I'm talking. Jared about. Like, will never really... see again. He will be gone. And because I I don't know what he's doing in Puerto Rico. Dave, do you have any idea what he's doing down in Puerto Rico? Taking a lot of selfies. I know that. Okay, because it looked like he was building like dirt tracks with with Nitro Circus and like they were doing jumps and stuff. And he's taking a lot of selfies is what he's doing. Yeah, it was like, man, it, the the people of Puerto Rico, what they need instead of clean water and, and housing is uh, is another racetrack. There's a bunch of white guys making dirt race tracks. Here. Here, you guys, you guys haven't had clean water or power for nine months. We're gonna build a dirt track and do triple backflips and double lindies off the fucking uh, off a bank board. Yeah, exactly. What, what, what you really called. need is a dirt track for a sixty thousand dollar bike. Um, no, I'm kidding. I, I know they're doing other things and then biking in their spare time, but um, we'll, we'll dig into that when he when he gets back here. More importantly, I'm interested in you. You're obviously one of our best friends in real life, and uh, on the show, you were one of my favorites. We loved having you on the show, and everybody hit us up and was just like, I don't understand why Bert's not on the show anymore. Bert moved to Wyoming, um, and I was hoping to have you on so you could discuss the new company, why you moved. And, and what you're doing now and this this fantasy of this Norman Rockwell painting that you're living in in a little little place called Wyoming. Well, well, here's the deal. One, to start off, the internet and Instagram and, and an iPhone with the Snapseed app can make anything look like a Norman Rockwell painting nowadays. So when I post that stuff, you know, people, it looks like we're living on 8,000 acres in the mountains of, of Wyoming with this crazy nice cabin and a river running through the yard. But we're actually paying less for the property and the house and everything that we have there than, than Candace and I ever had in our lives. So it's a little misleading. It's a gorgeous place, but we're out in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. So people will message me and they're like, man, I want to do that when I retire. That's my dream to do that. And I'm like, I'd be willing to bet 
nine to one that our place right now is no more expensive than anybody that's messaged me that lives in a city anywhere. Yeah. So, well, well, like the, <clears throat> the property, what do you pay for a house like that? If you don't mind me asking. Um, so we're on about 20 acres outside about half an hour outside of uh, a Sheridan, Wyoming, which again, Sheridan, neat little town. It's about 17,400 people. So it's a small town and it's a cow town. It's, you know, it's been a ranch and ag and now a gas and oil, you know, gas, oil and coal area. But Sheridan kind of sits a couple hours away from Billings and a couple hours away from Casper. It's, it's, it's kind of a black hole in the sense that you're far enough away from everything that it kind of keeps people from, from moving there. It's right. It's, it's far enough out there, but and then our cabin is 800, almost 889. It's, it's, I can literally, and I told you earlier, I can vacuum the entire place from one outlet. That's how small the place is. Like it's, it's not <laughs> a big cabin. It's 800 square feet. And we bought that place, you know, that kind of property right now goes from between three and $400,000 for that much acreage wow. in a cabin like that in, wow. in Wyoming, which don't get me wrong. Candace and I are not rich. We're not wealthy by any means. We, we keep our lights on and we have enough money to do the things that we really enjoy in life with our dogs. But you know, that's, that's still a lot of money. You know, that's a lot of money anywhere in America, but when you, it, really it is, but if you're, living, if you're having 20 acres somewhere and it's that beautiful, I, I think, and that's the reason I asked, I didn't ask to pry obviously. Um, but there's, no, no, there's, no. there's a lot of listeners out there who are looking to do the same thing. And for whatever reason, call it, you know, the, the, the Trump era or the social media era we live in a lot more people are looking to move out of the cities and get acreage and stuff like that. But again, well, you look at Instagram and you, you, you say to yourself, man, I can't, I can't afford something like that. Chances are you probably no, can, right? You can. And, it, you know, and if you're willing to, to make some changes in life, it's, it's for me. And to put this thing all in perspective, we, we were actually going to move to San Antonio and we had bigger plans with, with Black Rifle at the time. And, you know, this thing was taken off. Bison Union started to take off, but I'm a really fucking difficult person to get along with, it, it, not just in business, but, you know, in life, I, you know, I try, if I've got a group of people in my life, you guys being some of those that I, I get along with that understand me. But outside of that, I, I'm not, man, I'm, I've said it before. I am not a business guy like Matt and Evan and JT and even you are Ross. Like I'm not, you, you know, I, Candace runs more of our business than I ever will. And, and that's the way I want it to be. So for me, you know, my answer for everything's pretty black and white. You either, you know, when it comes to business, you do the right thing or you don't do it. And and that's it. And and I have a hard time seeing outside of those lines where the business world gets a little bit. And I'm not saying any of that's happened here, but just as companies grow and you have to deal with vendors and you have to deal with people, I don't deal very well with that stuff because my answer is pretty simple. I'd, I just want to punch you in the fucking mouth if you're a shitbag. And right. as this thing started to grow, it, you know, it's hard for me to deal with outside people, outside vendors as this, this machine grows. I'm a branding guy and a sales guy and a design guy. I'll come up with designs all day long. I'll come up with branding all day long and I'll actually, you know, sell more than I do anything else at our company. So for me, and I know this is a long, you know, long winded, but people have asked a lot, why are you aren't on the show? Not at all. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but for me... I had to step back and go, man, I'm 43. Candace and I went to high school together. We were born a week apart in 1975. You know, we're 43 years old, which isn't old by any means 
Um, Candace is actually bringing me some some hot black rifle coffee. <laughs> I'm going to put Candace on here. She's being so... <laughs> she looks, she looks way younger than 43, by the way. Candace is wearing... Somehow she found this this fake beard, so now she walks around our house and our jobs and our office and the grocery... And Walmart and Sheridan mimicking my voice that JT and Matt and Richard Ryan and Ross and Evan gave me, so... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm recruits. You'll call me the firemaker, and you will lock it. Do you hear me? I run the show around here. Don't you guys? And Burke oh from TV. God! You can call me hashtag Burke from TV. <laughs> so that's that's what I hear all day long out in the woods. I can't escape the Drinking Bros podcast and Burt from TV. Oh, that's great. No, 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 but Ross, it's like one of those. You know, it's like I had to look at this and go. Obviously, Candace, who's still, you know, she's walking out of the room now, uh, but. You know, we had to look at this and go, where are we headed in life? What do we really want to do? You know, and I think a lot of people get to that point where they do that. And some people either go, hey, I'm going to punch a clock every day and this is easy and I'm going to go home and eat Nighthawk TV dinners and and watch reruns of The Office. Man, it just wasn't, it's not happening for me. And you know, for us to go, when we started this company and people don't realize it, people say this all the time, I'll pull out my bank statements and show you. When we started Peacemaker, which became Bison Union, we were three months behind on our mortgage. USAA was literally going to foreclose on our house. Man. We were three months behind on our car payments. And that was by choice. You know, it wasn't the right choice, but I wanted to work for Buster on a ranch for 10 bucks an hour because I always wanted to do that. And we knew... We at any given time, I could have taken a job making a lot more money. I could have done contract work with my 18 Delta Special Forces background and made a boatload of money. I had job offers doing 15 other. Fuck, I could have worked at McDonald's or got a job as an assistant manager at, at Home Depot. There's a million other super, super great jobs out there I could have taken. I just wasn't at that point in my life. And we've been lucky and worked hard at at growing this company. And we literally did it with $1,700 that we didn't have at the time. That's how this whole thing started. And it was like, you know, we, and again, I'm not saying this to sound dramatic, but when we started Peacemaker, you know, we had a couple weeks there where we literally had to buy fucking dog food over buying food for ourselves for a night because our dogs, our four dogs were the most important thing in the world. And it was like, fuck man, we have to buy a $51 bag of dog food, man. Yeah, I, and again, it, I'm not. This was by choice. I'm not saying like, yeah, you know, I would, yeah, at any given time I could have taken ten other jobs, but I didn't. And you know, this move to Wyoming was the same way. <clears throat> People don't realize Evan and Matt have built NJT have built an amazing company, Black Rifle. That's you know buying other companies and growing other companies, and we are still a part of that. We were going to be a bigger part of that. But Evan and I had a long talk, and it was like, man let's do this a different way. So we moved to Wyoming just so everybody's tracking. We moved all of Bison Union to Wyoming. We're smack dab on main street in Sheridan and Evan, Matt and JT and I have worked long and hard specifically Evan and I on, you know, the next steps. So we have Bison Union coffee company, which is owned 50, 50 right down the middle by black rifle coffee. Yeah. And for, and and for the folks at home, black rifle makes that coffee, correct? Yeah. They've made our coffee since day one. They're the only ones if we ever did anything, Evan's the coffee guy. And that's the other part of this is, you know, we sell coffee and, 
you know, I drive a Ford truck and I wear Anderson Bean boots. It's the same concept to me. Dave and I, who, you know, Dave does the audio stuff here. Most of the listeners know who Dave is. We were talking earlier. You know, I picked Black Rifle and Evan because a friend of mine, Tyler Gray, introduced me. I was going to do coffee with Peacemaker. And he said, before you do coffee, I'd already talked to a couple of coffee companies that, you know, do white label coffee. He said, you need to meet Evan Hafer. You got to meet my friend. Yeah. That's how this started. And then you taste the coffee, you meet Evan and you get the black rifle marketing and, and you know, these guys are phenomenal at what they do, but then you taste the coffee and go, holy shit, this is really good coffee. And I'm not a coffee connoisseur. So, yeah, me, me neither. And I, I never you know, really, just, I never enjoyed coffee until I had black rifle. Not, not cause they're my best friends. Uh, I just didn't give a shit about Folgers or anything else to me. It was just like, eh, great. Just get it in me and let's get out the door. No, and that was it. I would I would go to Starbucks and get an Americano, you know, when I needed to pick me up or Same, wanted, yeah. you know, a warm drink or, you know, yeah, yeah, and you know, start hatch. Sure, somebody out there is going to fucking hashtag this, but you know, during November and December, I'll get a peppermint mocha. I don't give a fuck, right? You know, with extra whipped cream on it because it tastes good. It's like a chocolate bar and a drink. <laughs> but you know, I started drinking Black Rifle coffee, and now I can't. My day doesn't start without it. And, you know, it was just a logical choice. Evan said, hey, I have the perfect roast of coffee for Black Buffalo. Let's merge your brand and my brand and, and, and make no mistake about it. This plan's two and a half years in the making. Evan and I literally intended on taking Bison Union and pushing coffee, you know, different roasts of coffee and different blends of coffee out to, you know, working class Americans, which Black Rifle already does that. 99.9% of their customers are... You know, I'd say middle class to, you know, some upper middle class, some upper class, but the majority of the swath of that is, is low to middle class, you know, is, is that's the people who are veterans, our police officers, our firefighters, our first responders are just patriots, you know, and that's, you know, so we're already hitting that swath with Black Rifle and keep in mind, my wife and I both still work for Black Rifle. Candace is full time with Black Rifle and and I help as a contractor with some of the design stuff with Matt um, on the T-shirts, hats, patches, that kind of stuff, which also, you know, I enjoy doing that. I'm better at that than I am being a business owner or a CEO. You hardly ever hear me say that because I am, fuck, man, I'm not on the same level as Evan Hafer. And, and, you know, I knew that within a month of meeting him. He's like, you own a business, I own a business. Well, if you're around Evan for a month, if you're around Evan for an hour, you know, if you have any kind of security in your life and you're comfortable with yourself, you'll go, fuck man, this dude's good at what he does. I can't do that. You know, it's, it's, you know, that was, which was an eye opener for me too, because I had my own little world and thought I was the best at everything. You know, I came out of the army as a green beret and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then you start a company and your company does pretty good. And then you meet somebody that's really good at what you think you're good at. And man, it's cool especially if that person helps you and yeah. Evan and uh, go ahead. And, and I will say this, man, like, you know, you're married to Candace and I don't know if a lot of people know this and I hope I'm not, you know, outing her or whatever, but she runs the back end of black rifle coffee and all the books and all that other stuff. And, and she does it for bison union as well. That's gotta be a huge help. Um, cause my wife well, helps me with, with, you know, she does sound editing, video editing for my shows and, and all this other stuff that you see. And it's, it's a massive help. It is. And she came in at kind of a turbulent time. And I, I don't mean turbulent, turbulent in a negative way, but when she came into Black Rifle, this thing was growing. It still is. But, you know, since then, she's she helped Evan and Matt and JT with a bunch of stuff, you know, accounting, HR, that stuff. 
which she didn't have experience in doing that stuff. She's just very detail oriented and organized and she's a hard worker. But since then, you know, they've hired, you know, an actual CFO and HR people and, you know, Black Rifle is becoming the perfect coffee company. Like, you know, they're not that it wasn't before, but when Candace, you know, and Candace and I moved to Utah and, and we're partnering with Black Rifle and then helping, you know, here and there, it, it was crazy. You know, I was here when, you know, Evan and those guys did the How to Be American video and it, it, it blew up. And, yeah. you know, that was, you know, that was the whole goal when I part, met Evan was, you know, come and this is who Evan is and this is who Matt is, um, JT as well. But specifically, Evan said, "Hey, come work at Black Rifle. I'll give you and your wife's job at Black Ri- jobs at Black Rifle, so you can learn a little bit more about business, and we can learn about coffee, and I can teach you about coffee, and then we can push coffee out to Bison Union's customers. Which again, some of them are the same as Black Rifle, but there's a huge swath of Bison Union customers that are not your typical Black Rifle customer. So, you know, that's kind of where we're going." Um, and that was long winded, but you know, that was no, not at all. I, 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 I don't think a lot of people knew this story. They just had assumed in the same way with Rocco as well. When Rocco wasn't on the show anymore, it was just like, Oh, did you guys have a fight? Do you guys not get along? It's like, no motherfuckers. We're, we're all best friends in real life. Um, but companies, you know, be it an actor or like, like Vince is doing or, you know, Bison yeah. Union, like you're doing. Like, you know, look, the podcast is awesome and it's a blast, but it's, uh, it's, it's not a business, you know, for <laughs> that's going to bring you millions of dollars. No, it's life. not in, in, in you guys have, you, you guys have, in my opinion, one of the best, you know, there's some other podcasts out there, Dax Shepard, Joe Rogan. There's, there's other people out there that are just real. And, and Dave and I were talking about that drinking bros is just, man, it's real. People come on here and there's something about, again, being around Evan, Matt, you, JT, you guys just disarm people and it's impossible to be fucking fake around black rifle people. It's impossible. You can't come into this building. You can't come into this podcast booth and be anything but yourself. They don't allow it. And it's not them saying, Hey, you got to be yourself. You just sit down with you guys and go, okay, fuck. I'm comfortable. I can be myself here. I can say whatever the fuck I want and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to put up a show. I don't have to be fake on Instagram. I don't have to be fake on the podcast. And that's really hard to find in America today. Like, in my opinion, it's super, super hard to find. Same. Yeah. I mean, look, today's world obviously has is, is been pussified to the nth level, which is why I found it interesting and refreshing, along with everybody else who follows this show and follows Bison Union and Bert Kuntz on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, that you reversed it. You said, fuck it. I'm going back to a simpler time in life where there was no social media. I'm out in the woods. It appears as if you're chopping your own firewood every day. You can confirm that or not. No, no, we, we actually are. Yeah. And, you know, it's Ross, I, I swear, mark my words on this podcast. Give me another couple years and I will throw my phone in the river or smash it. And I'm getting a flip phone and it's going to have about 20 numbers in it. And that's it. Like it's, <laughs> that would be the dream. Wouldn't I, it? I, I just it, it would. And I'm I'm there. And, and I think part, you know, I, again, it sounds idealistic and it sounds like me throwing out this bravado but it's part of that is i'm a difficult fucking person to get along with i've known my wife for 28 years and she'll tell you you got fucking problems man like you have you know again i i have some anger management issues i'm i'm not a fucking easy person to deal with like i just am not and for me moving out to the woods in wyoming and cutting my own wood and figuring out how to do 
you know, like for instance, it's two o'clock in the morning, I'm doing laundry and my standpipe for my washing machine, I go to do a load of laundry and all of a sudden water's shooting back up and hitting the ceiling. And I'm like, oh man, what's going on here? And I pause my, my washing machine and, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, I've got my, my John Deere Bobcat, as I call it out in the yard, digging up the entire standpipe, which was frozen because it's nine degrees outside. And that's the kind of stuff for me, like, you know, five years ago, I would have bitched and complained and gone, oh, fuck, and been looking at my phone all night to try and figure out who to call to fix my washing machine. Now I'm doing it. Right. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cool, but this is to me, I should have done this 20 years ago. Like for, for me, chopping my own wood, fixing my own roof, fixing my own house. And there has got to be 80% of your listeners because Drinking Bros people are so fucking great that already do this shit because their dads taught them how to do it and their dads taught them how to do it. I'm not that guy. My dad worked for an automotive company. We, we've talked about it when you had me on the podcast after he passed away. But my dad was busy. He worked 100 hours a week. So if something needed to be fixed, more often than not, he called somebody. And it, it's not a fault of his, but I'm enjoying this now. If something breaks at my house, I'm, I'm a week away from getting anybody to fix it if I wanted to. So I'm doing all this stuff myself, and I've never, ever been happier in my entire life. How is, Can- how is Candace adjusting to it? So she, you know, we bought a house in San Antonio and we're one day away from closing on it and backed out at the last minute and actually lost $6,000. So, Oof. you know, when I told her, you know, the week before that, and we talked to Evan and said, hey, I think we're going to go, you know, I'm going to move to Wyoming. And, and here's why. And Evan was like, cool, man. I'll support you. We're still partners. We still own some stuff together. Black Rifle will support you guys any way we can. But needless to say, Candace wasn't happy. She was going to move here. We were going to move here. And, you know, for her, she grew up in Kansas City and Florida. So moving to the mountains of Wyoming, it was like, you could tell she was super stressed. Probably the most stressed I've ever seen her. After that's, a being huge, that's a huge shock culture, you know? <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's crazy to ask your wife who's been a career professional for 20 years and had executive jobs. And, you know, she's got 100 and, you know, 170 IQ and has worked her entire life, you know, literally worked her entire life as a single mom to get where she's at, um, to ask her to move to an unincorporated town, the only organized body of anything in, in the town we live in is the volunteer fire department, which has three people. And we're out in the middle of nowhere in the woods, you know, bear, mountain lion, moose, elk, every critter you can ever think of on our property weekly, you know, for her, when she first got out there, she, you could see it in her body language. Like, what the fuck? Did I do? <laughs> what have we done? Yeah. Yeah. So now you can't get her to leave the place unless she's coming down to black rifle for, for, you know, her week or two out of the month, she comes down here. You can't get her to leave the property. Like you just can't like she, she figured out what Shangri-La was real fast. And that, you know, we go into town to Walmart and buy three or four a week's days or weeks worth of food. And, and she wouldn't leave if she didn't have to, you know? So, but it was, it was tough. Like, you know, we had the conversation, like, am I get you know, at one point it was like, am I going to get an apartment in San Antonio and you're going to live in the mountains of Wyoming and we're going to make this work for a few years. And it was not a fun conversation. I'm we'd sure we'd get divorced. We'd never, you know, like, I'm not going to throw the D word out there, but man, we've, since we've known each other for 28 years and it, it was, it was pretty heated. Now you can't pry your ass away from the place. Like, 
she's she's becoming a legit mountain person. Well, look, marriages are always a lot of work. Um, you know, I, 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 whenever somebody asks, because everybody assumes that me and Jesse, you know, because we have a show and they see the show and they're like, man, you guys are the best and you must be best friends. We are. And I think that's key to a relationship. But in order to make that relationship, you know, flourish, it is it takes a lot of work. And I can't imagine me personally looking at Jesse after, you know, seven years, let alone 28 and saying, hey, sweetheart, I just want to move to the middle of nowhere and be connected to nothing and have no one to call to come and fix anything. I would imagine there would be a rough patch for, for, for something like that. It, it, Ross, it was literally probably a week or 10 days because our house was cluttered and we moved into this cabin that was built in the 1930s. And what ended up happening is over the last 80 years, people basically built, the different owners had built like a two bedroom apartment inside the cabin. So there was low ceilings, like eight foot ceilings, and the ceiling actually goes up to 18 feet in the original cabin. And they built, you know, drywall. They basically built a two-bedroom apartment inside a cabin. And we, you know, the first thing we did is we came in there and Candace was like, oh, this is comfortable. We'll change the carpet and this and that. And I'm like, no, we're ripping every fucking thing out of here. We're going back to 1930s. So, you know, again, that's a tough conversation. And then, you know, once we pulled the ceilings out and she saw the original ceilings, I've never seen my wife cry. I've seen her cry once. And I literally, she got teary-eyed and she was like, man, I don't, I don't know how anybody else doesn't live this way. Like this is, this is it. Like you could just see she turned that corner and, and now again, like she's out chopping wood every day and moving shit. She still won't get in the, the, uh, Bob Deere John cat. Cause she's worried she's going to break it, but man, she's out there. She's rocking and rolling. She's, she's doing everything you can imagine doing, you know, in a hundred years ago, obviously we have phones and nice cars and, you know, trucks and, and, and shit and a tractor that, you know, is a diesel tractor, but outside of that, she's killing it. So, you know, I I can't, it's amazing. Look, the the whole thing's amazing. And again, I'm one of your, you know, best friends. So I, I, I follow you every day on Instagram. So I see you guys and it seems like you're having a blast with, with all of it now. Um, but all I kept thinking was inside too, where I was just like, man, relationship wise, I wonder how much of a struggle that was. No, it's funny. And, and Candace and I laughed like we were watching. I, it, we don't watch much TV, but, you know, it was late the other night and we we threw in a DVD, actually, which we're out there and we have a DVD player. Dave just looked at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. You just say, Some, DVD? Dude, sometimes no, you got to throw in a DVD. We put in Anchorman and there's a scene in there where, you know, what his part in there says, you know, he says, I think it's something like about being with being with him. Um, and Veronica Corningstone, you know, her part says, no, there's actually, there's actually, you know, 90% of the other men in the world I should probably be with, but I'm 72% sure you're the, you're the guy for me. (laughs) And that's kind of how it's been the last year. And I just butchered that line, but man, Candace, Candace is, she's a fucking rock. I am not the best husband by any means, not even close. Like, again, I'm a difficult person to get along with. I'm set in my ways. Everything is pretty black and white to me. I'm a little bit OCD. I like things my way. And she has just been a champ all the way through this whole thing. But, you know, if anybody's out there on the fence about your life, if one thing my dad dying this last year has taught me is don't fucking waste time. Evan and I had this conversation three or four times a year of, you know, we get there's super highs and then things get crazy and you get busy and it always comes back to, and Evan and I talk about it. It's you can't, the one thing in life you can't buy, you can buy everything else, 
the one thing you can't buy is time. Time, yeah. So, you know, if you want to move to the beach or move to the mountains or you, there's a certain city you want to live in, like, you know, sometimes you got to be fucking broke and take a chance. Obviously, if you have kids, that changes the dynamic. Like, Candace has a daughter, but she's 25. So, us moving to Wyoming, if it didn't work out, we can move back to a city and get jobs. Like, I sure. tell Evan all the time. We joke about, I'll go work at fucking, I tell Evan and Matt, I'll go work at Home Depot. Like, I, I'm I'm totally fine making... $60,000 a year is a great fucking salary to be an assistant manager at, at Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever. I don't care. Well, not I only do. that, but you have the look for it now with the beard. And the, and the, are, you, is he, are you wearing the overalls today? I got them on. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing them everywhere now. Like, I'm telling you, overalls, are, these Liberty overalls that we get from Tractor Supply are the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my entire life. Like, hands down. I, look, and the, the other part the about beard, living in the woods. The beard is amazing too. Did that come with well, the woods? I, I had to trim it because I actually had to do a Skype audition for a TV show. Yeah, eat your heart out, you fuckers. Hashtag <laughs> birth through TV. Did you really? I did. So I had to do a Skype interview with like five producers for a TV show that I'm, I'm you know, I, I haven't said yes yet, but it's too good to pass up. So I'll probably end up doing it, even though you make no fucking money and you have no control over what you do and they can make you look like a total butthole. But, you know, the last one went okay. Yeah, this has had nothing to do with the military. This is more about hard work in America and taking some chances. But so I had to shave the beard. Um, but the other, you know, like over the other part about living out in the woods is you don't have to wear anything. Like there's nothing, there's nothing better that I've ever done in my. Well, there's a few things, but walking out at two o'clock in the morning in the snow and just muck boots, totally buck naked, to take a piss in a river on your own property, like man. Oregon Trail, eat your heart out. Like, seriously. Like, I'm not getting dysentery either. You know, my wagon's not breaking. Like, it's modern times, but this is about as close as you can get. You know, there's just something to be said about it. And before you ladies and you homosexuals out there get uh, hot and bothered, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold in Wyoming. So, a little tough to jack to. Yeah. If you're you're a Bruce out there, not a Caitlin, but if you're a Bruce out there looking to jack to a man in the woods, (laughs) it's hard to get hard in that cold weather. Well, I'm three inches in a tropical climate, so you can only imagine what happens to my wiener when I get in, uh, you know, 12 degrees below zero at two o'clock in the morning. You're down so. to the negative territory. That goes an inch inside <laughs> is what a lot of people don't know, Bert. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we'll talk, we'll talk, to no, me, talk to me about Bison Union because this, look, we love Bison Union. Obviously, you're a sponsor on the show now um, as of, you know, about 45 days ago, something like that. We were all yeah. massive, massive fans of Bison Union. We all, and I say this during the, the the promo at the top of the show. We all wear your stuff, and we're all wearing Instagram and all that other stuff. Um, it feels, from an outsider's perspective, because uh, you know we have no knowledge of 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 the inside business of Bison Union. Like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Is that is that a fair assessment? It, it is, and it's going really well. Knock on wood. Um, but we're growing it super slow. You know, for us. You know, we've got a couple other jobs and, you know, for Bison Union, we have to, and and Black Rifle's the same way. Black Rifle just has so much power behind it. And when I say power, I mean in, in, in the best terms possible. Like, again, all your personalities in the machine at Black Rifle, if we had something like that at Bison Union, we couldn't sustain it. Like, it's just these guys, I don't know how this ship has stayed together. I know how it has because it's good people, but... Again, I'm not a business guy. So for me, if I launch a new t-shirt, I think about it for a month. I can't just make a design and pop it out there. I have to know I'm going to wear it. 
Buster's going to wear it. Matt or Evan would wear it if, you know, you would wear it. Yeah. JT, like JT probably wouldn't wear it. JT doesn't, you know, he's got his own style, but. Um, I just the, ordered a hat from you like maybe a week ago and used my own promo code. I hope you don't hate me, but I did. No, it's what it's for. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's, that's what it's for. If it, you, we're not greedy either, you know, like just like the guys here and you guys, like we're not greedy. I, I, I love the fact that we give out codes to drinking bros because there's some of, I know it's a drinking bros customer who comments again. It's, it's kind of funny cause it was annoying for the first six months with the Burt from TV thing now is great. Cause it tells me, Holy shit. These are, these are drink. This is drinking bros folks. Like this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Bison Union's doing really, really good. Um, we've got, we've got several employees now and we're, we're rocking and rolling. Um, and then, you know, here in the next few months, we've got some big changes that we'll announce on the Bison Union coffee side. We're actually going to be putting a black rifle roaster right smack on main street in Sheridan, Wyoming. Really? So, yep. So Man, that was rifle. Will that was my next con- question. Cause it, it, that town seems like it's ripe for it. And it's like the perfect, again, just looking at your pictures on Instagram, it, it, it looks like the, the most perfect idealistic version of America you have. And I was like, man, a black rifle coffee shop would be awesome right next to the well, mint that, bar that, down there. You know, that yeah, the mint bar, I, I, you know, I spend probably more time there than I should, but absolutely phenomenal 112 year old bar and great drinks, great, great waiter or great bartenders. I said waitresses like it's 1942 and we're, you know, Alice from yeah. uh, the diner, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, the, uh, you know, Bison Union, what, what our goal is going to be is putting that coffee roaster again. I'm not a coffee guy, so I could be one of these ding-dongs that says, yeah, I'm going to put a coffee roaster in, and I'm now roasting coffee. Like, I'm a coffee guy. I'm not. I don't want to be a coffee guy. I want to drink it, and I want somebody like Evan to help us expand the sales of our coffee to, one, do stuff for, like, the WRCA, who we partner with, and give a dollar per bag, which is a lot of money for for a $12 coffee bag. Fuck give, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, to give 80% of that, you know, like right off the bat to give eight, not 88, eight, eight to 10% of your, your, you know, your actual revenue from a bag of coffee. But the goal is to continue to do that. So black rifle actually put a roaster in and we'll have more to follow on that. We've been planning it for a long time and it, it's all starting to come together. We'll have it right down on main street in Sheridan. And it's not just going to celebrate Sheridan. Uh, Wyoming is every fucking bit of black rifle state. You know, it's, it's, it's a bison union state by, by core and by our beliefs and, and what we stand for. But as far as military law enforcement, patriots, first responders, every single thing that black rifle holds true in its mission statement, Wyoming's the state. I mean, 19 guns per citizen. It's the most in the United States. Like you want to talk about a pro two a conservative state. And I'm not going on the political route. I'm just talking about beliefs of people that believe in everything good about America. And that's why we ended up moving there. You know, Wyoming looks at everything good, not just on the Republican side, but everything that's good for America, you'll find it in Wyoming. Um, you know, Jackson Hole gets beat up because it's a blue spot on the map as far as politics go, but it's still an awesome place. The Grand Tetons, Jackson's an awesome city. It's gorgeous there. Yeah. The whole state's like that, though, and I don't move there. Like, people that are listening, stay the fuck out. Like, don't move there because I don't want you to be my neighbors. Uh, I, don't need, I don't need Cousin Eddie showing up. That's to, what uh, – so we had the, the, the 2018 Brosman winner on the show, uh, Patrick Gordon, 
And he was originally yeah. from Montana, and he said the same thing. I was like, oh, is, is Montana as beautiful as they say it is? As I haven't been there. And he goes, no, you, sh- you should never move there. And I was like, yeah, don't, don't move Are there, you but... fucking with me? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the inside joke. <laughs> is that the same way with Wyoming, where it's just like, it yeah, yeah, no, don't move here. Just don't fucking it is, move and here. The more, people I, the more people I meet from Wyoming as I post these pictures and stuff are like commenting or sending me DMs like, hey, man, you need to cut that shit out or make your pictures look a little crappier or you know, put some trash in your front yard or you know, do something so it doesn't look so nice. But the state itself, you know, I, we drive 30 minutes from Sheridan to the little town we live in. And I shit you not, Ross, on a busy time, I might tr- pass 30 vehicles and most of them are trucks. And every fucking person waves at you, like everybody, whether they're taking their trash out, checking their mail, driving in front of you, driving behind you or passing you. Every single person waves and smiles at you. And it's not fake. Like, That's amazing everywhere you go it's like that and and you know part of texas where i've been with buster is like that and i think there's so many great places in america and this isn't a you know this isn't a knock at trump's make america great again because i think you can always make america greater than it is but man i think america's the best fucking country in the history of the world you just have to find the right places and hang out with the right people and for me that was wyoming i i can't I try every day on a bad day if I'm pissed off or stressed out to find something bad, and I can't. By the time I get to work after stopping at a gas station and getting unlimited biscuits and gravy for three seventy-five, I'm done, man. If you're in a bad mood, then hey, fucking go out in the woods and fucking end it because you're you're <laughs> probably not a good fucking person. You're probably gonna piss everybody else in the world off. Like if you can't be happy in an environment like that man, then fucking you need to move on or go to Alaska or not Alaska, but Russia or somewhere. Just move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I've got America's one a, I, I'd still put Pangea maybe ahead of it. Um, you know, but, but America close second, as far as my favorite countries of all time, haven't been to you Pangea, must- but I heard it was lovely. I heard it was really, <laughs> really great. lovely until it split apart. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but- yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's a step back in time for me. And again, it's a step back. You know, and I'd be also be super transparent about it. You know, Evan and, you know, this deal, if we would have gone with Black Rifle, you know, it was a good deal and we would have made a lot of money off it. And we're still, it's not about money. And I think that's part of it. And it's not about money with Evan and Matt either. I keep saying that, you know, people look at Matt and and Evan and think these guys in JT are riding around in, in, you know, private jets and stuff. They're not. Evan drives an F-150 and lives in a house that most people would go, man, I thought you'd have a lot bigger house. And Matt's the same way. Matt's got a little bit of property here in, in central Texas and, and has, again, people think, you know, it, it, this this group of folks is, is so down to earth and that's what's so fucking amazing about it. Um, yeah, because I, I even asked those guys. I was like, man, what's the goal here? You're going to sell? And they were like, ah, we're both relatively young. Like, I don't know what we would do. So probably not. Like, we love what we're doing every day. And I was like, it's true. I mean, look, when you work with your best friends and get to interact with your best friends all day long, I don't know how you, you beat that one, too. I don't know another experience, even if you were to move on and sell the company and do something else, where you'd be able to do that again. And then with the podcast, no, all, it's the same thing. I mean, it, we're all best friends. We all just shoot the shit, meet a bunch of cool people here and there and talk about their lives and shit. But uh, I, I don't know how you beat any of this, to be honest with you. No, and I think all of us are kind of career entrepreneurs and we're learning how to do this. Like, again, I, I, you've heard it. This will be the fifth time on just this podcast. I'm not a business guy. I just know what I like and enjoy. And, and by having social media and, and having this connection through content and social media and 
shows like the pot, this podcast and black, right. That just connects you with more people that believe in the same things you do. And this is like, this place is a fucking magnet for it. Like it's just, it's a magnet and bison unions become the same way. You know, I'm not a good business guy, but I know how to balance our books and sell enough stuff that we're not losing money and we're able to pay our employees and we're able to put a little money in the bank to keep our lights on. But it's become a magnet for people that believe in the exact same things we do. And it's, man, it is, this is, it's a fun ride and it's just getting started. When we put that roaster in, it's not just going to be a roaster for Sheridan. It's going to be for Wyoming. It's going to be for more Bison Union coffee that we're coming out with that I'm working with, with Evan on. And, you know, Matt is helping with eight different projects and that's the beauty of it. I can call these guys and say, Hey man, I'm stumped. Or what do you think about this? And they're like, let's do it. Or right. here, you should do this. You should do that. But Bison Union to answer your question is doing really good. And, and I'm, but I'm not like bragging like, Oh my God, we're making so much money every dime. I still haven't paid myself a salary and people are going to laugh at that. I still have not paid myself a dime in three years of owning Bison Union. Every single dollar goes right back into the company another coffee roast another well, you, you, you almost here's the thing you, you almost can't if you want to expand you, you almost can't and that's what i always tell people because you know look i've had a production company for 11 years at this point you know matt and evan and jared have had the coffee company you, you've had bison union man i for the first four years of the production company and, and it's a totally different field all of the money went back into making other movies and growing the company and all that other shit like I, same thing, man. I, I didn't take a salary. I didn't have. I didn't have dick, and uh, that's what you have to do when it's your own business. Um, and it's well, and fuck, it's, it's fucking about, hard, man. It's super hard, but it's fun for me because you know, if, by not you know put by coming up with another design or somebody you know, if you get twenty people that say, "Hey, you need to do this with a designer, that with a design," and go, "Can we afford to do that next month?" We can. Twenty to a hundred people ask for it. We're gonna make it. Right. And you know, if those 20 to a hundred people like it, then probably there's 300 other people out there that are voyeurs on social media and check our emails, but don't reply back that, that want the same thing. And man, it's addicting. It, it is literally like a drug entrepreneurship. Business is like a drug, but I'm telling you this, if I can do it, Ross, any fucking person in America with half a brain can do it. And I'm not saying start an apparel business or a lifestyle brand or a coffee company, but if you are willing to work 40 or 50 hours a week for somebody else, fuck, I can't tell you how great it is to work 100 hours a week for yourself. For yourself, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm telling you, that, that you talk about America and everything that's great about it. I think the single greatest thing in the world is our right to vote and that we can make a difference. And the next thing after that is you can be anything you want to be obviously I, I'm not I, I would love to be an astronaut and go to fucking Mars but I'm really bad at math like even simple math so I'm not saying you can be anything but right. within within reason you can be anything you want in this country and if 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 you don't do what you want to do then you're fucking lazy like I'm just going to throw it out there obviously yeah. <laughs> there's people that have circumstances kids sure. medical issues health problems or bad credit or in debt from bad choices but if you can get out from under that rock and get that monkey off your back and, and you don't have anything going against you, man, I hear it every day. I, I'd love to be a fly fishing guide and open a fly fishing guide company, or I'd love to do this or that. And I'm like, well, why don't you do it? Well, because I have a job working for an insurance company and I make $100,000 a year. And I'm like, well, 
there, there you just answered your own question then you you don't want to do it yeah I, and i get that all the time too where uh, you know mine is on the acting or, or writing side of like man i've got this idea for a script or man i want to be an actor what do i do well you got to move to los angeles Nah, I don't really want to do that. I, can I do that from, you know, Spartanburg, South Carolina, wherever it is? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. no, you can't. Nobody's looking for pe- Like, there's 15 million people out in L.A. that are trying to get acting gigs. They're not going to find you in your small town so you can keep your job. And then magically, you're the rock overnight. Like, that's not how this works. And that's the same with every other business on the planet. Um, no, it is. And people people talk about the TV show that I did on History Channel with Tyler and, and, and Ray and Donnie and these guys like people talk about it and they look, you know, people are like, man, you must have got paid. A l-. Man, I got, I'll, I'll throw it out there. History Channel might get mad at me, but I got paid $10,000 to do that TV show. And it was fucking six months of my life. Yeah. Like yeah. all the pre-production trips to L.A., they paid for my hotels and stuff. But I got paid $10,000 to do a TV show. And you know why I did it? Because I needed ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and, and like, look, like, and the exposure is great. They know it, and and they it, it hold that over great. your head, and and they're like, hey, yeah. fuck you. Here's ten grand. If not, there is ten million other people that want to be famous. So what do you want to do? No, and they, they were great. History Channel was great. The production company, Pete Berg and Film Forty Five. Those people were some of the most awesome people. I still follow them. I still talk to them. Email those guys. Like phenomenal people, but. Man, everybody thinks that you do something like that, and it's like, oh man, that must have been you must have made a gazillion dollars, and you're set forever, and they're going to show reruns and shit. It's not reality TV does not fucking work that way. Like no, it, you, you, you know, you've got to yeah, you've got to get in. a Jersey Shore something like that that really explodes, and then you can demand money. But it's a churn and burn operation. They give you you know yeah. uh, usually a two percent bump every season, and that'll continue to go. And look, hopefully you're doing something like you know Will Will's uh, where you're. Doing you know fifty sixty episodes a year and and uh, and crushing it, but uh, you know the first couple years of any TV show, you're not making a, t- a shit ton of money. Um, but no, if it- Tyler Tyler's the perfect example. You know Tyler's been in that industry for ten years, and Tyler st- Tyler was in one of the best military units in the history of the world, and said, "Hey, I, I got out." He couldn't go back into the army. If he could have stayed in the army and wasn't injured, he would still be doing exactly what he was doing. He'd probably be a sergeant major teaching somewhere, teaching people in a course somewhere that, you know, were 10 years younger than him. But he started doing video games like Call of Duty, dressed up and put all the, you know, the glow balls on you so they could walk (laughs) around and animate you. And now the guy's on the CBS SEAL team show and he's got a producer credit next to his name and there's no end in sight. And yeah. people are like, oh, Tyler did the TV show and now he's doing this and he's he made it like he got his lucky break. And I'm like, there's no fucking luck about it. No. This fucking guy is my best friend and he's worked he works 200 his ass off, yeah. hours a week for 10 years. Yeah. Like, and it's no different at Black Rifle, like that same conversation or Bison Union. People go, man, you guys are killing it because they watch social media and it's like. No, it's a hundred hours a week. Your life, like I get, I get between seventy and two hundred emails a day saying, "Hey, how does your T-shirt fit?" Yep. And I'm not complaining. Yeah. If I wasn't getting those emails, I'd have problems in life and probably be again working at McDonald's or Home Depot. Nothing wrong with those jobs, but I'd rather do what I'm doing. But you know, when I wake up at two in the morning to go outside and take a piss, I come back and check my phone, and there's eight messages or emails from people. I lay my head back down, and then I go, "Oh fuck!" You know what? If I was that guy emailing about a T-shirt. I would want to reply back as fast as possible. And that goes down a rabbit hole and that that's groundhog day, man. Bill, Bill Murray times 10. Yeah. Like, and I'm not complaining. This is all good problems. This is the best American problem you could have. But my voice right now for people that are out there, if you hear one thing, 
if you're not fucking happy with your job or your life, fucking change it. If you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. If you can't, you know, get out there and do it. If I, if my stupid ass with a GED and a little, you know, I'm a, I'm a hard worker. If I can do this with a little bit of hard work, anybody can do it. Whether it's selling chocolate or coffee or coffee tables or books or pick anything. Yeah. Man, this is the best time in the history of America to be an American. Like it is literally the best time in the history of this country to be an American. Except for maybe the 1800s where you could shoot people. Yeah, that's the one thing I'd like to bring back. That and uh, I still don't know if women deserve to vote. Um, oh, really God. torn yeah. on that yeah. one. I'm, I tell my wife that all the time, and I'm like, man, I'm you guys should not be driving or voting still. And I think I'm we should away from that. We one. should really take those acts back. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my I, wife. I, I, I so do Candace, tell Jesse that all the time. <laughs> Ross, you'll love. It. Candace got her hand injured uh, and had to have emergency surgery a couple weeks ago. She got a bone infection in her hand from an injury um and then the nurses were working and then the doctor came in and it was a female doctor and you know like i she introduced herself and i said when does the doctor come in and she said well i am a doctor i'm like i laugh i said no they don't really have female doctors do they did i miss something and <laughs> let me let me tell you nobody in the fucking room laughed like, <laughs> i literally i literally thought i was gonna get a scalpel right to the carotid artery and just get my head ripped off like yeah, those jokes, those jokes never those land. Jokes, jokes don't go too well in 2018. No, no, they don't land as well as you hope they do. Um, no, my wife, I, I my always, wife is cool with it because she's used to it all the time. And she's like, cool. Because when she was well, pregnant. My wife's cool with it because she's smarter than me. She works harder than me. And she's a lot better at almost fucking everything than me. The, like anybody that knows Candace and I knows that Candace is better at me than 99.9% of the stuff we do. Same, same, but same, I, same with Jesse. Yeah, where, where look, I can write, I can make movies, and and, and host podcasts. Great. I I can't do anything more than that in this world, and uh, I'm pretty worthless. So uh, Jesse at least can do everything, and she's great well, at life. But my argument back to my my other caveat to that is though, when the Olympics has one category across the board, the forty yard dash. The high jump and yeah. there's not women's and men's events. Is too soon for that? No, not at all. Not at this? all. Because well, that's where we're headed. We're headed to a genderless Olympics. What I want to see is, is look, Bruce already won all of the gold medals in 1976. I want to see Caitlin compete in the new ones and try to see if he can do it for both genders. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, be my dream. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, that, I think that should be a great shirt. Are you a Bruce or a Caitlin? I mean, just really go ahead and offend everybody across the board. Are you going to wake up and be a Bruce or a Caitlin today? It's your call. Well, it's your call. It's funny. I mentioned Tyler, and I'm, I'm going to do a shameless plug. Tyler and I got another company coming out here pretty soon that's going to be launching in the next few months. We've worked, been working on this for about four years. JT and Matt, and everybody's going to help a little bit with this, you know, with some ideas and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be pretty funny. We're going to take the gloves off for 2019 and. We're going back and you, you'll appreciate this. You and I have had this conversation like, I don't know how the fuck we got so far away from George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and Robin Williams when they actually did their stand up and yeah. came, came on stage and started out making fun of themselves, mm-hmm. but then made fun of everybody else in the world. And I, I, Bill Burr's like the only guy right now in the entire country that still doesn't give a fuck and is just pushing it out there i mean you guys obviously do it on this podcast but man, we, we do but look look we take a lot of shit for it like hollywood i mean 
for us is it's so is, weird to me. It's like, almost shot because it, you know a, a lot of people. Here's here's one of the biggest questions we get is why isn't there a reality show for Black Rifle? Because um, to me, you've you've always had this jackass type setup. Um, you know, you fuck off in the office all day. And my my pitch was, dude, this this should be Duck Dynasty, but for coffee um, and then military veterans and all that stuff. And I just think, man, they watch the videos and all this other shit, and they're ju- it's just too much for them, where it's just like the guns and the fucking, you know, we had Rocco and, and Eli on, you know, to get their show on History Channel, which just, which just started, was yeah. two years worth of bullshit and edits and school shootings and, you know, just because it had guns in the title, and they were restoring guns and all that other shit, and it was just, dude, they went through two years, two and a half years of hell. It's finally on now, but like the fight for all of this shit is, you know, it's it's the fight that that all of us believe in of, you know, having fun, making fun of every ethnicity, race, religion, all that other stuff. Well, and, and that's crazy. I it's know. Just crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, you know, I watched, I, I couldn't sleep the other night and I watched Blazing Saddles. Again, pulled out a DVD. I'm looking through all these DVDs and I watched Blazing Saddles and I was like, how did we come so far away from this? Like that was blacks and Mexicans and whites and everybody making fun of everybody in movies. And it's just funny because that's life. Yeah. We've gotten so far away from, I've gotten on a bit of a soapbox here, but man, it's crazy. It's crazy how sensitive everybody is right now. And, And this, this kind of curtails back to moving to Wyoming. Like I can be myself in Wyoming and people don't give a shit. Like, and I'm not saying don't read into that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, not, you know I'm not hanging out with a bunch of white people in the woods wearing robes and you know trying to segregate myself from society. But that it's it's yeah. You're not man, giving you're not giving people the sheets off your bed. Like n- n- no. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like <laughs> there's places in America you can still be yourself, and that's where I'm comfortable. And it doesn't matter. It's, this isn't a race thing or a color thing. But you know, it's this political shit has just gotten stupid. And that's another reason why it's fun to come on your guys' podcast and, and interact with the drinking bros, you know, daily on social media is because it's it's funny. And, you know, the drinking bros, people will make jokes on or comment and you can tell they're a drinking bro and they'll make a comment that's offensive on like a Bison Union post and somebody will message me. And I'm like, no, check it out. That guy is a police officer and he's a nice guy and he's one of my friends (laughs) and he's part of this, you know, it's a joke. This person is not serious. Like he's just, but I have to do that five or 10 times a week with my friend, even my, my friends from special forces are the worst. Like people will message me and go, Oh my God, that guy said, did you see what that guy said on your, your, your posts? And I'm like, that guy is a friend of mine that I went to combat with five times. That is one of my best friends in the whole world, you know? Yeah, it's it's, just, it, it's, it's one of those things where you know, fuck, everything's going to offend some somebody today. So yeah. fuck it. I'm I, me personally. I just say and do whatever I want, and I'll, I guess I'll deal with the repercussions later. Well, that's 2019. Tyler and I, this company we're launching is going to be pretty funny, and you know, it's you know, it's going to be pretty funny. You'll have to see. It's we're going to take everything that typically people do on the internet and turn it upside down it's gonna be fun that's awesome well, i think you i think you'll really appreciate it more to follow and hopefully we can get tyler to come back and and be on the podcast with with you guys yeah he he's look such, he's, he's been such, on a, he's been on a few times he's fucking great man he's I, so I know you guys great. are best friends in real life and like dude man he's just a great dude uh, that was one of the most enthralling podcasts we've ever done was uh that show you and i did with him in la fuck man that was great he, it's just who he is, and, and the other thing that's pretty funny because we're talking about this week, and I don't want to jinx it, but he and I are about to buy 
with another buddy, uh, 80 head of, of Buffalo. We're buying 70 cows and 10 bulls, and we're going to get into the Buffalo business. And it's like, really? Hey, are you, are you doing are that you really in, do in that? Wyoming? Uh, this is actually going to be in South Dakota. So it's four hours from where we're at in Wyoming. Uh, but, you know, more to follow on that. I don't want to jinx myself because we're working on, you know, the financial part of it and the property and all that stuff. I don't want to jinx it, but it'll be 2019 is going to be fun. Like, that's again, it's one of those things. It's like you look at people from the outside and it's like I've always wanted to own Buffalo and I'm not a rancher. I'm probably never going to be a rancher. You know, there's guys like Buster out there that have done this their whole lives. They're fifth generation, fourth generation ranchers. I'm not going to spit on their name by you know, driving a Ford F-350 and buying some Buffalo and acting like I'm, you know, the greatest rancher in the world. The king the dick. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you out. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Your eagle, horns on the front. eagle dipping, yeah. you know, eagle dipping. A white, a white suit with, you know, white cowboy boots and <laughs> bull horns on the front of my F-350. You know, that that's not going to happen, but... You know, this could, our goal is to, to make this thing work with, with another guy who's done this for a long time. And, you know, hopefully we can get him on the you know podcast at some point too. But this is one of those things. It's like, Candace is like, are you, you know, she's like, you're serious about this a couple months ago. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. And, and that's where I'm at in life. Again, if you're listening and you want to buy some Buffalo or sail across the ocean, do it. You, you get cancer tomorrow. Like your number could get punched tomorrow. You get hit by a bus. Your plane could crash. Like, yeah, quit fucking, quit fucking around. And yeah, I keep saying it, but that's this building. You know, people are taking life by the balls. And you know, this community, I watch people all the time in the Drinky Bros community on the Facebook say, "Hey, man, I have this tough life choice. You know, what do you guys think?" That happens. You watch it more than I do, but Ross, I'd say that happens. What probably once a day or once every couple of days, somebody has a pretty, oh, know, yeah. a pretty spirit, like a life decision, and they they ask this community for help. And you know, it's fun to watch the people that are like fucking do it. Yeah, because a, a lot of people, I, I, a, a lot of people out there, you might be listening to the show. We have a private group on Facebook called Drinking Bros. That you can join. And there's no algorithms or any of that shit. And it's just real people like us. And you could ask questions you can talk about death you can talk about uh purchases boats houses cars all that shit you're gonna get honest answers really goddamn fast too you are and some people's post will you know they'll put a post out there and it gets two likes and nobody comments on it because it's dumb as shit right but (laughs) but but the next post might be something that gets eight thousand comments and some of the times it's really there's a lot of good posts on there that that i think whether it's PTSD or just life or business or a big decision or just sharing a happy time in your life, it's a pretty neat group Yeah, because some, you know, the, the responses back sometime are, are just phenomenal. But man, again, the theme for this show is, you know, you asked me about what, if you want to do it, do it. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to do it for you. Life is short. You want to move to Wyoming and live? Well, don't move to Wyoming. Stay the fuck out of Wyoming. Yeah, but move somewhere else and live your dream. Move somewhere else. Move to <laughs> move to Cal- Colorado is what I call it now. Move to Colorado and smoke the pot marijuana. <laughs> Go down and hang out with those people. Um, it's got mountains and rivers. To kind of tie this this uh, this all together, because you and I did an episode uh, after your father passed away. Yes. And uh, do you think moving to Wyoming and all that stuff? Um, was that because of him? Do you think part of you after that happened was just like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do in life because it's Abs- short. Absolutely. Uh, my dad was a hard worker. You know, when I said on that episode, he worked at a stock boy at Sears, 
and worked himself, you know, worked his way up. And that guy lost more money because he wasn't the best of his finances than I'll probably ever make in my entire life. And it was all self-made. Like he was not educated. He just was a hard worker. Uh, but you know, my other siblings aren't so much like him, but I hear myself 10 times a day and go, God, I sound exactly like, like literally sound like him, look like him, act like him. Um, and when he passed away, you and I had a conversations offline. We had the podcast, but this is no doubt to 100% my moving, not a hundred percent, but 90% of me moving to Wyoming is, is because of my dad. Yeah, I, I figured as much. And, you know, we again, this was off air. We had chatted about it. And uh, I knew you were kind of at a crossroads in life of what to do. And I think that pushed you in the in the direction uh, to where you're at now. And it's amazing, at least, you know, online and everything to see everything that you're doing. And uh, I just want to say that I'm proud of you. Now is obviously the point in the show where we get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, before we went on air, you were like, look, man, I would really love to give this to Candace. Um, as the drinking bro out of the week, uh, tell, tell the audience how much Candace means to you and what she does. Oh man. One Candace, like I said it before, and I didn't say it this way, but Candace probably should have left me 10 different times. Like I, you know, to me, a perfect marriage is, is two people that refuse to give up on each other, no matter what, no matter what mistakes are made, no matter how hard life gets, how broke you are, how shitty and annoying you get with each other. And, and man, Candace one left the job at Texas Christian university where she was an IT, you know, director of IT and making a shit ton of money. And she came to help me with Bison union and immediately jumped on board and started helping Evan with black rifle. And I say, Evan, I mean, Evan, Matt and JT. Anytime I say Evan, it means those three guys, you know, sure. And she's worked a hundred hours a week for those guys. And on top of that has done Bison Union, man, who knows Ross, who fucking knows where I would be. And I know there's a lot of guys and girls out there with spouses like this. Who knows where I would be? I'd probably be in prison, man. I I really would. Like I probably would be either living in Alaska, working out in the woods, you know, a thousand miles away from anybody and become one of those weirdos. Um, Or, or I'd be in prison, man. I just, this woman is a rock. Um, she'll out drink me. She'll out fight me. She'll outwork me. Like she's just a rock. So, man, if there, uh, anyway, that's awesome. I don't want to get, get no, uh, no. I, look, man, you, tied up here, but of course, man, she's a rock. She's been a rock for Black Rifle, a rock for Bison Union, and, and specifically for me. This lady's had every reason in the world to fucking go. Hey, you're fucking out there sometimes, and I can't deal with your shit. And she has stayed solid the entire time. Awesome. Well, hey, cheers to you and Candace. Uh, man, I'm glad you came on the show today. And my, my final question for you is, are you ever going to buy a bison and just have it living in your backyard? So here's the deal. With this new thing we're doing, we're going to get some bottle-raised calves. If you don't see me in the next 18 months driving around in a vintage Bronco with a passenger seat ripped out in a full-size fucking buffalo cow riding around town with me in it, then you guys can hold me to 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 your word, and I'll do anything you want, Ross. Any <laughs> anything you want, I will do. I know you and JT have had some stuff like that. Whew. If I don't have a bottle raised buffalo calf that is like a giant fucking dog to help support and bring back the greatest animal 
in the history of there, there's no more American animal than the American bison. There's just not a buffalo. Like that's it. So I will have one, and I will have a, a vintage Bronco with the front seats ripped out and the roof cut off that fucker, and I'll be driving around with a buffalo. Oh, uh, be great! If okay, I owe you and the Drinking Bros anything you guys want. I, here's here, one thing. Here's what got. I want. I want because I want something that's going to affect your life and also affect your manhood. I I want to see you oh, with them. I, I want you to grow your hair long and have a man bun. I, I like that's so, all I want to see I, is Bert Koontz with a man bun. That would really take away your masculinity. So if you don't have a bison it, driving around with you or in, in town, I want to see you grow your hair long and have it tied up in a man bun as you're doing, you know, chopping so down that's wood. A, that's an that's an easy one to negate right now because I'll take my headphones and my hat off. I actually don't have a lot of hair. Really? So that's why I wear a hat all no. I've been I've I've been going bald since I was twenty five. I have enough. Like I don't look horrible, right? But I am I am definitely going bald. So you're gonna have to pick something else. <laughs> we can't just grow out the back of it and tie it up. You know, maybe maybe have a I coma. Could. I, if you want to make up. this soup, if you want to make this super weird, I could. I'll oh, do it. I'd love to. I, look, that's that's <laughs> the way to hold you to, to actually buying a bison is to have a man bun and a comb up, not a comb over, a comb up. So that way Done. you've got to comb it up and then tie it to the top of your head. <laughs> Done. That's easy. I thought you were going to tell me I needed to tape my dong between my legs. And no, run, that's, know, that's Jared's speed. He wants to wear baby Kansas diapers. Kansas Chiefs yeah, game or yeah. something like that. No, Jared wants to wear baby <laughs> diapers and, sh- and like shit each other in front of each other, like that type of shit. I'm more into like like humiliation out in public because that's what I'm going through right oh, now. Um, I, you know, I have this black mustache and my hair's dyed blonde it. like Steve Prefontaine. Prefontaine. Yeah, and Don't like today stop. I had to go to, you know, it was my chi- my my child sang in like a Christmas play and the looks I get when I walk in the room cuz the mustache is dyed black to match his. Oh god, it's gorgeous. With the it's bright gorgeous. blonde hair, all the parents are just like, "Oh Jesus. I think that's the guy from that show where they were fucking on it, you know, where they were fucking on the show." And I'm like, "Yeah, probably. It. You're welcome." And now, "God rest ye merry gentlemen." And it's just I'm watching my 4-year-old singing a play. I'm not going to hold you to it. You you can figure, you can come up with something if this doesn't go down, but I <laughs> right? I, I, I will. I will. I look, as happen. the owner of Bison Union, I think it's only appropriate that you own a live bison. And I, I just, I want to see have that. You have to. Yeah. I got, that's it. That, and that's part of this, man. The last thing I'll say, I do not want to be a guy that has a buffalo as my mascot and logo for our company and not actually support and give back to that community. Again, the most, I don't care. Call it a bald eagle, whatever you want, a, a muskrat. Pick your fucking weird American animal. There is no animal more American than the North American buffalo or bison bison. I'm not going to sell the product if I'm not giving back to that industry and the ranchers and, and, and what that animal means to this country. So that that's the next phase for me is to put my money where my mouth is and, and help sustain that animal and bring it back to what it was, you know, a hundred years ago. Awesome. Well, Hey man, you're a fucking great guy. You've got an awesome company. If you haven't checked out bisonunion.com, uh, not only are they our new sponsors, but our, our best friends obviously own it. Use the promo code drinking bros for 20% off. Follow bison union on Instagram. You will not regret it. That's you have one of the best Instagrams on the planet as well. And, uh, and then Bert Koontz at Bert Koontz on Instagram is always, always fun, man. You're just a fucking solid dude all the way around, and I, I just enjoy the hell out of you, and we miss you on the show. Thanks for coming back today. You got you got low standards, Ross. Wow. Uh, that's, that's never been a mystery. 
to the Drinking Bros community and everybody listen, thank you as always. You guys are absolutely everything that's right with America. A little bit weird and creepy sometimes, but everything that's right with America. Thanks. Thanks again for having me on and what you guys do as a community. You're fucking great. Awesome, man. Well, hey, it's a pleasure saying this for Burt Kuntz and Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. Cheers tonight.